You're listening to Shaping Narratives, a collection of voices from West Michigan's communities of color. Brought to you by WGVU, NPR, and PBS in West Michigan, in the partnership with the W.K. Kellogg Foundation. The voice of today's episode is Alice Lynn, host of WGVU's Color Out Here, a show reshaping outdoor narratives for people of color. Raised in Brooklyn, New York, and educated in Michigan's Upper Peninsula, Alice talks to national experts about how people of color can safely and creatively enjoy the outdoors. Sergio Cerreras is a Mexican immigrant who grew up in Los Angeles, California, before settling in Grand Rapids, Michigan, where he now serves as director of community engagement for the Urban Core Collective. Growing up as an underdocumented immigrant shaped his life's work, which includes organizing with Movimiento Cosecha and building community with the Latino Community Coalition and the Latino Network of West Michigan. Sergio's work has recently intersected with a dormant passion of his to get people outside. He recently started a local chapter of Latino Outdoors, a national organization designed to inspire, connect, and engage Latino communities in the outdoor spaces and outdoor recreation. And this work has recently led him to enter the environmental justice space as well. Sergio, in the past, what has kept you from spending time outside or working, doing the work that you do in environmental justice? Uh, what kind of, you know, barriers or, or experiences have you had that just made you feel like that wasn't a space for you? So, uh, I think it started from when I was a kid. Uh, first of all, as, as I see it now, I, I my parents didn't kind of... Um, do that with us as a family, which now I see in friends that, that are involved in, in outdoors and and their family did it as as like a you know almost like a rite of passage as as a family tradition. That, that's something that wasn't inherited to my me and my siblings or any of my cousins. Uh, it was more like the traditional during holidays you go to the park or maybe you go to the mountains or to the beach. I don't think that's the same. It's uh, the outdoors was like a like just some, any other setting. Um, but I think that's that's one of the original barriers for me, where it, it wasn't um, part of of our like like a value of our family. Um, and, I, and I think it's it's sad because it was something that was um, that was part of our family, but since like inherent in, in our immigration story and our immigrant uh, immigration journey is that you lose connection to the land that you feel that you own. And then you're in a foreign country and suddenly you don't own public land. You don't own public spaces. You're just a guest. And then venturing into public spaces could possibly lead to people like asking you why you're there um, or you can't, you know, behave, you can't enjoy the, public spaces the way uh, you would in, in the past, like walking on people's lawn, walking on people's grass, laying on it. That's like, as a kid, I remember that. And then neighbors just telling me to get off the grass, get off my, and I thought, well, I thought that's why you have the grass. So, you know, people can enjoy it. And I think later on in life, you know, I came to Grand Rapids, got married. And so we didn't have a lot of money, didn't have a lot of means. And so, then it was about that was like the second 
in our back burner. We we were worried about paying the rent, paying the bills, going camping, doing things that required buying equipment. Um, and then friends that we had were Latino that also didn't practice that um, that leader in the outdoors was something that you know we didn't wasn't never got invited to do with friends at least the friends around us. So I think those are two two major barriers like access and just our social networks didn't practice um, being outside, being in the outdoors. What pushed you? past, I guess, the imposter syndrome that we talked about. Uh, so what, and what opportunities came up for, to allow you to kind of shake, um, to put that aside enough to, to start doing the community building that you're doing and the work that you're doing with environmental justice. Um, like what was sort of that, that catalyst that kind of pushed you past curiosity into action? Some of the, the reasons that I started doing this work and pushed past like that um, imposter syndrome was I think that I finally had networks uh, that I was part of and that I helped to build through a Latino network, through the Latino community coalitions, and that some of those groups were, um, I, I kept pushing for us to do more outdoor activity. Um, more like going too big and people would say, no, I'm not that's not really my thing or they were kind of done with it because they did it as kids. Whereas I hadn't done it as a kid because I, I came from LA. We didn't have like rivers like we do here. So I think that network that we, that I was part of and, and we had multiple activities um, like a month and we would get together. I think that kind of like made me feel like, you know, there's enough of a, a network that if we get five people, that's enough for me. Um, so build, uh, building that community around outdoors activities was um, partly due to, to that. But also, uh, I think on a more personal note, it was, uh, I saw that as a way to, to get people to start talking about the outdoors and the environment and our role as um, a lot of like Latino leaders uh, to start thinking about it. It was, it was honestly, it was um, a part of a strategy. First, get them outdoors. Next, get them to start talking about the environment and preserving it and why this is our role. And then start talking about leadership in these spaces that had been traditionally occupied by you know, mostly white people. And then the next step is like talking about uh, environmental justice and um, leading to that. So it, it's it's part of a plan, I guess, internally, like and um, uh, like more professionally, uh, part of a vision, I guess. But I, on a personal note, it's just me um, wanting to be outside and do something. Um, but I think that confidence came from doing other work and and um, kind of organizing people and to do more equity, workers' equity, really capacity around Latinos. And that kind of was like a, it made it easier for me to 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 want to do something similar and, and just kind of replicate that model, but on outdoors-related activity and, and just having fun. 
Awesome. Thank you. Uh, and then uh, I guess kind of the last big question is, uh, you know, you talked about Latino outdoors. Um, what, what are you doing now to grow that community and, you know, while you're continuing to learn, um, or maybe better yet, what is it, what is it like, what does it feel like to kind of be growing that community, uh, and, and still, you know, what you said before, newbie, um, yeah, how, how are you doing that, and, and, and what's that experience like, and, and helping other people kind of learn alongside of you? Well, actually, that's, that's probably been the best part, um, kind of growing that community. It seems like there were a lot of people that were had the same idea in mind, that were feeling the same way. And I was actually just talking to a friend of mine, Uwe Clarine, about play and, and how we can use play in different scenarios and um, help people understand that, you know, it's not all work. We need to also be in... Uh, Think about what play and, and leisure and, and whatever context does for us as, as human beings. And, 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 and so then starting that group and then talking about it in, in every room that I'm in, uh, if anybody even remotely mentions the outdoors, I mention the group to them, I mention activities to them, and everyone is so just excited about it. It's been really, for me, just really rewarding to watch it grow and, and and to make posts on social media about it and, and have like 20 people respond within an hour. Um, that's, uh, it's been really fun to watch that happen. Um, so started a, like a Facebook group and Instagram, like hashtag, um, we've, uh, like kind of documenting when we're out, um, kind of talking to people about it that are hesitant, that um, are not sure whether they want to do it, whether it's for them, ask a lot of questions and kind of creating the, uh, setting the tone for the group saying this is all inclusive. It's for people of all uh, levels. Everyone's welcome to safe space. This is what we're about. Um, and then just um, following up with all the people that, that respond after. I wish I knew that this was happening. I would have loved to go uh, telling them about the next event or the next outing. So that's, that is, this part has been mostly a lot of fun for me. Um, and it's, it's been, um, it's been, I would say, fairly easy to get people to say yes to being on the steering committee. There's about five people. Um, and that has been kind of like a, a lesson learned from other work that that we do at, at Urban Culture Life is just um, getting different minds together and, and having it be a collective effort. And so if it's multiple people represented and then leveraging their own networks and, and getting them to elevate the, the group, promote it uh, as part, as something that they all are also building. That is also uh, working well. So it's just, Overall, it's just been um, it's been a really positive experience for me. I'm, I'm excited to some of the, the people are talking about doing this year. We've gone biking a few times now, and uh, the turnout has been great. Like for people that I haven't seen in months, and not just because of the pandemic. So, so um, all in all, been a positive experience. Awesome. Thank you. 
what have you learned since doing this? Um, whether it be about you know yourself and things that you like to do that are kind of newer hobbies or activities, or what have you learned about what it means to be an expert in in doing this work? Um, has that re- been redefined for you? Like the just the term of the association of, of expertise. Yeah, that's yeah about being an expert in, in anything, especially in this kind of thing. It's just that it's it's like a misnomer. It's it's really just about um, like individual. It's, it's very subject uh, subjective, and that we all have like experiences, and they're all valid. And um, it's it's also been um, kind of like an introspective journey about how complex um, this identity piece is. I think identity is at the core of like what we're talking about and that people have to go through this and um, this process of introspection and, and realizing that they've told themselves, they've um, internalized this box that we put ourselves in that and or keep ourselves out of and about enjoying the outdoors and, and I think people um, like there's concepts about like leisure and 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 people that are forced to that, that have learned like work ethic and people how people feel about like taking an entire day just to do nothing and they're there thinking about work and how this is like kind of like almost a waste of time and and should they almost feel guilty and I've heard that from some people. Shipping Nerdos, a collection of voices from West Michigan's communities of color, is brought to you in partnership with the W.K. Kellogg Foundation, a partner with communities where children come first. Want to hear more Shaping Narratives episodes? Download and subscribe at WGVU.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate and subscribe if you get a chance. It helps us to know you're listening. Shipping Nervous is produced by WGVU, PBS and NPR in West Michigan, through the facilities of the Meyer Public Broadcast Center, a service of Grand Valley State University. Matt Gruppen processed all the audio. Joe Belenke edits each episode. Vansor designed our graphics and manages our web presence. Delane is our director of content. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of WGVU or Grand Valley State University.